the volume. And we are alive on AMP Moneyline Monaco. Sports gambling with Moneyline Monaco back. Hey, we got through preseason week one, baby. Football is here. You can feel it in your veins, in your blood, in your noggin. I jokingly said, hey, football's here. Time to put the feelings on the shelf, baby. We dive in. Fantasy, betting, your teams, etc. Beautiful time of the year. We did this end of last week. We're going to do it again, this time for the AFC. We're going to tier the conference based off bets, not off talent, not off of ability, off of bets. We're going to do it by who has the ability to win each division. We're going to go division by division. And the AFC, as I preface this, ain't the NFC. I mean, you talk about an imbalanced schedule. It almost reminds me back to when Vince McMahon split up the WWF, turned it to the WWE. Once upon a time when I grew up wrestling, these dudes, Stone Cold, The Rock, Undertaker, Triple H, they'd wrestle on Monday, they'd wrestle on Thursday. All of a sudden, they divvy up the talent. Half the talent plays on Monday Night Raw. Half the talent plays on SmackDown. I believe it's on Friday now. That's almost how I look at the NFL at the moment. Every every wrestler that's talented in the league, except for two, are on Monday Night Raw. That is the AFC conference here. To give you a little cowherd analogy, it is not an easy conference to cap. It is not an easy conference to tier. We have seven of the best 10 quarterbacks in the league unequivocally in one conference. So we're going to start this out in the hard Knox division, baby. We are starting out in the AFC East. Now, I I have drank the New York Jets Aaron Rodgers old-fashioned. I am in on the New York Jets. If you've been listening to me this summer, any, any of my social videos, you know I'm on. But the reality is the bet when it comes to making you money that still has to be stamped is the Buffalo Bills. They are going to win this division. They are the tier one team and the only tier one team in the AFC East. And again, how I'm doing these tiers, good value for tier one, plus my belief in the team. And again, what embodies, what signifies a tier one team? Do you have the quarterback? Do you have an offensive line? Do you have a serviceable defense? These three components factoring in, plus the value at the book, pending where you shop, is how I'm doing it. And I look at this Bills team. 13 and three last year. And again, didn't play the full 17 games. As we know, a human element came in with Hamlin. This was a team second in the conference behind the Chiefs that was seven and one in the tables, ladders, and chairs, Bills Mafia Arena, and six and two on the road. Really put this in your noggin. They had almost plus 170 in the point differential category, plus 169. It was the best in the AFC, and the second best in the NFL behind the Niners. That's how many points you put up versus how many points you give up. 
all put in a mixed bag, divided on the season. They were the best in the conference. Not the Chiefs, not the Bengals. Your Josh, Tim, the tool man, Buffalo Bills. And riddle yourself this. They allowed the fewest points in the AFC with 286 on the season. The next was the Ravens at 315. And yes, one less game, but still, you do it off their points per game. They still would have ended before the Ravens. Ended the season on a seven-game winning streak. We know about that 34-31 absolute offensive juggernaut game in the wildcard round against the Finns. And then they get routed by the Bengals, and here they are. Now, they did lose a couple of pieces don't love that Tremaine Edwards went to the uh, Edmonds went to the Bra- uh, Bears, excuse me, but they did keep the star-studded DBs intact. Poyer and Micah Hyde again. Hyde got early uh, injured in September, didn't come back. This was a sick with it. Andrew Davius White, defensive backfield. We know about the pressure on the front seven land. Also, Von Miller banged up. So you can make a case the injuries for a couple of key elements on the defense. You never really saw this Bills D at full strength yet. They were top five in defensive points against. They've been one of the only two teams in two years in a row that have been top five in offense and defense. I don't know how at plus money you don't sit here and slam the Buffalo Bills to win the division. Now plus or plus 120 at the moment. I saw it move plus 130, plus 120. You're still getting plus money. Plus 120 is 100 down. You can win 120. You get 220 back. On the Bills to win the division, they have the highest over-under. I'm looking at the AFC East. They play the NFC East. They play the AFC West. Not necessarily a cakewalk as far as scheduling compared to these different teams that have different divisions they dance against. Believe it or not, three of these teams in the division are top 10 in difficulty with scheduling. All that factors in. All that to be said, still have the Bills as the cream of the crop. They have to be your bet to win the division, and they have to be your bet to win over 10.5, even over 11.5 wins. I think this is a 12-win club. We look at the Tier 2 in this division. Two of these teams, the Jets and the Dolphins, I'll kind of lump them in together here, are both at 9.5 wins on FanDuel, on DraftKings, juice differently, of course. But you look at this division after the Bills, and you can make a case that three of these teams, three of these teams are going to be in the playoffs. Let's start with the Dolphins here. And you're getting plus 100 on certain, so it's even money. Even money on certain outlets, pending where you are placing your bets. A team that was second in the division last year, nine and eight, they were three and three in the division. And this is where I I struggle with them. And again, it's a maturity league. I'm not saying two is here yet, like Josh Allen. But you go six at six and two at Ace Ventura Land, and then you fall off a cliff at three and six on the road, ending with a minus point, uh, minus two point differential. And yes, two have played 13 games. The Finns won eight of them. They were one and three without him. You know, making the wild card round in the AFC was a huge accomplishment. I mean, Mike McDaniel coming over from the Shanahan coaching tree, and you look at the core of that 2022 Miami playoff roster, a lot has been changed. But here's the thing. Coaching, not just at the head coaching position, does have enormous payoff. You look at what they did hiring Vic Fangio, 
We know about his defensive mind, his decorated resume. You add David Long out of the Titans, add Jalen Ramsey. Yes, he has his meniscus tear. He's out till December, but he could still come back at a timely moment in this playoff run for them. And, you know, Braxton Berrios, a couple of pieces on offense, nothing huge. I like bringing in White Lotus at quarterback. Mikey White from the Jets, because if Tua gets hurt again, we do have a human element here on this team as well. This team could fall off the rails quickly, but if you add in a Mike White, we've seen what he's done. A little bit of a lightning in the bottle type quarterback, but I look at this Dolphins team. I think they're capable of getting 10 wins. I do like their over. Again, they're kind of going to go as far as Tua goes, but this is a team that doesn't have to get in shootouts anymore. They can play time of possession, win the turnover battle offense, let the defense cook. It's just not really hardwired in Mike McDaniel to do that. When you have the fastest tandem in the history of the sport with Waddle and Hill, how do you tell them to slow it down? I just, I'm high on this team. I, I don't know that I believe they can win the division, that's why I have him tier two. And now you look at this Jets team, and we know of the obvious. We know Aaron 2.0 Rodgers after the divorce, crazy, stupid love, Steve Carell, act three, coming in loose, dialed in, Ryan Gosling coach to keep the metaphor going. This is a team that will absolutely go as far as Mr. Discount Double Check can take them. If you saw Hard Knocks episode one, you have to love the camaraderie around this team. You have to love the belief. This is a sport where belief in your locker room and belief in your leader at quarterback does make the difference. This team, again, I said it before, I sound like a broken record, would have won five, six more games if they could have just broken 20 points. They were in the eight 17 per 17 per category giving up points on defense most of the year they were 29th in scoring i mean literally had joe flacco seems like he's from a different generation of the nfl starting four games so yes you do have a 40 year old but the reality is you made him cozy you made him comfortable. You brought in Alan Lazard. You brought in Randall Cobb. You brought in his old coach, Nathaniel Hackett. You couldn't have made him in an uncomfortable media market in sports town if you're a small-town kid or a small-town quarterback from, from Green Bay. Couldn't have made him more cozy. So he's got a down comforter. He's got a Tempur-Pedic. You couldn't ask for a more ideal scenario to switch teams and I've heard Peyton talk about this. I've heard Brady talk about this. Didn't have to restart over a playbook. Has his old playbook. That is huge. I literally listened to Peyton verbatim on McAfee say, if you have to start over your offensive playbook, year 18, year 19, forget about it. He doesn't. A lot of continuity. Ironically, still in a different shade of green. I think they have the ability to win the Super Bowl. I am sprinkling on this team to win the AFC. Again, this team was 16 to one ish, down over to seven to one, eight to one to win it all in the AFC. It's a stack conference. You still have a top five quarterback in the conference and arguably a top five quarterback any game, any drive, any moment in the NFL. Don't sleep on Father Time, baby. He ain't done yet. And I end up with the Patriots and they are tier three and I'm not hating on them. You know, a 20 to nine, I believe it was off the noggin game. What did they do? They smothered CJ Stroud. 
not a great performance for the kid. Welcome to the big leagues. You go from the Big Ten with three teams that play defense to the AFC East and get Bill Belichick in your first outing. We know what he does. He swallows up rookie quarterbacks for breakfast. The only time I'm feeling comfortable betting the Patriots this year is against a CJ Stroud, against an Anthony Richardson, against a Bryce Young. This team is going to be unbelievable on defense. They're going to be a top five defense and they're still going to go under 500. They cannot move the football. I don't care what you say. They don't have a playmaker on the offensive side of the ball. Mac Jones has a beer gut in his mid-20s. He's not an unbelievable athlete. He's not an unbelievable thrower of the football. He's a pretty solid game manager. And you put him with mediocre Madden 85s all over the field. What do you want me to do? He's the ninth best quarterback in the conference. They're a tier three team. And they're going to have a top three defense. It's really an abomination as Bill Belichick plays PlayStation 2 while every other coach is playing PlayStation 4. I mean, relinquish your ego on the offensive side. I mean, literally, Devontae Parker over DeAndre Hopkins. I don't need to say another word. The New England Patriots are driving Bostonians crazy. And it's one of three towns, New York, maybe Chicago a fourth, New York, Philly, Boston, you underachieve in one sport, it triples the pressure for the next team in town. Thank you, Boston Celtics, because they ain't winning it all again either. Jalen Brown, now the highest paid player in the NBA. That's a big L-O-L. I'm off the pats. I look forward to fading them, but I also look forward to capitalizing on unders because this team ain't scoring and they ain't giving up points. Let's move to the AFC West. I talked this out. Shout out my, my friend Katie Mox on the Moxie Bets pod, Omaha Productions. I was on to talk just AFC West. It's the division I grew up in, recovering San Diego Charger fan. I know this division like the back of my fro. I can't tell you how honest every single season ends up being with the projections of these teams. There's no other team to discuss. I'll briefly mention the Chargers. Because yes, they should be in the playoffs. Yes, they should be a 10-7 and win club. But my goodness gracious, if there's any other team that you're looking at to win the AFC West, and I don't care if it's juiced at minus 160, minus 170, depending where you shop, you have to take the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I got them at minus 165. They're down to around minus 180 at the moment. Every year we do this. We're at the point in Mahomes' career where we are trying to come up with reasons to go against the GOAT. It's like first take. You can sit here and say J.J. Reddick, Kendrick Perkins is a nice story. The star in town is Stephen A. Smith. There is no second. It is Patrick Mahomes and everybody else. You're tearing quarterbacks. He's on the top. You're tearing teams. They're on the top. Now, I talked this out earlier before the show with my producer. Betting tiers and team tiers aren't always going to be the same. This is a team that's in lockstep with a tier overall talent, just as they are as a bet. You can't ignore the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you do, you're going to lose yourself money. I mean, come on. 14 and three last year, undefeated in the division, seven and one at Arrowhead, seven and two when they packed their bags, plus 127 point differential, most points scored in the league, four points away. From 500, 500 points? I forget about it. 27-20 over the Jags, 23-20 over the Bengals, 
over the Eagles. Now, a little bit of turnover, championship teams often have it. You did lose a little bit of value. You can't sit here and say Frankie Clark, Carlos Dunlap are nothing. You can't sit here and say Juju Smith-Schuster and McCall Hardman are nothing. Yes, they always bring in a couple of pieces on offense. This year, it could be a Richie James that strikes fire in fantasy. Write that name down. You lose Eric Bieniemy to the commanders. I don't know that they're going to skip a beat. Again, Andy Reid is the brainchild, taking nothing away from Bieniemy, but you still have the big three. Mahomes, Kelsey, and Mr. Big Red, Andy Reid. You, you just can't ignore it. I mean, this division, who plays the AFC East, who plays the NFC North. I think there's two teams in this division to take seriously, two teams that are in rebuild mode. The first team is the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, even look what their backups did yesterday. Mahomes only played a quarter. I I was actually looking at the live lines, not betting because I'm not sick like that, but plus 440 and plus 12 and a half, the Chiefs were down 17-0. They literally had to throw an interception on a screen from a guy I don't even know at quarterback to lose that game. They're never out. They're never down and out. And the the belief in Mahomes, who's going nuts on a backup quarterback and his scoring a touchdown to, to erase that 17-0 deficit yesterday. I mean, what else do you want? Yes, he sounds like he maybe has a soft voice, not someone you're necessarily wanting, wanting to be on the mic per se before you go in Gerald Butler 300 into a war. But the competitive spirit, bar none, far and away, the best leader at the position right now in this league took that pay cut, believe it or not, was a pay cut, and he is just setting the standard. A consummate pro, sick with it with the rock. I mean, this was a shortstop. This is a shortstop dressed up as a quarterback making all the throws. It is the Kansas City Chiefs division. I look forward to capitalizing on it financially. Real quick on the Chargers. Again, I say it every year like a broken record. They just don't get everything right. Now, thank goodness Spanos paid Herbert, unlike paying for a Qualcomm Stadium here in San Diego. We have Snapdragon. Don't get me started on this no armchair plastic chair situation that San Diego State rolled out. I'll spare you on the Larry David review of where the Chargers used to play in San Diego. I mean, how do you build a 2023 stadium with no armrest? I mean, are you kidding me? We look at the Chargers. You give up 22 points. You score 23. That is not conducive to longevity in playoff football. You're giving up one less point and you score Herbert was sacked the eighth most in the league last year. Say what you will about this improved offensive line. I look at the Chargers. They got talent. No doubt about it. They have talent. They have been an abomination with situational football since I came out. The Stan Humphreys, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers womb. They just don't do it well. And I contested that because when you live in Ron Burgundy land, you laid back. Look at the San Diego Padres. They may go down as the most disappointing batting lineup in the history of the sport. You got Tatis, Machado, Soto, Bogarts, Cronenworth. They're under 500. Why? Because it's 73 degrees out and sunny. Babes everywhere. Burritos galore. You can't be that angry when it's not sun. I live in four seasons now. I know what a difference in seasonal depression is versus 73 with literally palm trees, sun, and shade in your face. 
That is the problem with the Chargers. To me, metaphorically speaking, they just can't dial in. You lose a 27-0 lead to the Jags last year. I mean, what do you want from me? In the playoffs, third largest collapse in the history of the postseason. I'm on them to win over nine and a half. I'm not on them to win the division. They are tier two. And tier three, real quick, I'm not spending too much time on tier three teams. I do, believe it or not, and I'm not hating on high knees on a plane Russell Wilson. This team was unwatchable last year. One and eight on the road. Fewest amount of points in the NFL. Not the Texans. Not the Texans. The Broncos. With the few, I mean, this dude's 34. Let's stop acting like Brady and Rodgers and these ages that are breaking the norm. 34 years old, Aikman was wrapped up by 35, if I'm not mistaken. Your big offseason acquisition on offense is Samaji Pirine? I mean, you think a coach is going to come in and at 5-12 and 12 last year, flip this team around completely? No. I think Russell Wilson is washed. I think a Sean Payton quarterback can coach you up to 7-10, and 10, maybe 8-9. and nine. They sit there on a coin flip, minus 110 on the over, minus 110 on the under. The defense isn't as good as you thought they were. The defense was 14th ranked, 14th ranked and giving up points. You gave up. A couple of pieces, too. I didn't agree with the Bradley Chubb trade. Yes, you have Sertain. A couple of lockdown, star-studded players. Pillars on that defense. It's a quarterback league. Russell Wilson is more focused on, and, and mazel tub to him, another kid in the Sierra household. I thought there was a home issue. I really thought this dude was having marriage problems. That's how far he fell off last year. Apparently, he's not. He's got a kid coming. Maybe that's a little extra ethos, pathos, locos. They're still tier three. I'm on the under for the Denver Broncos. A top five, well-run team, by the way. Going on 40 years of football acumen, they look the worst they've looked in a long time. They can't get the quarterback right post-Peyton Manning. And this Raiders team, who beat the brakes off of the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. I don't love saying this, but they're still tier three. Negative point differential. You lose four out of the last five to miss the playoffs. I'm of the belief that under six foot Josh McDaniels is not a leader of men. He is as much a coordinator as you could possibly imagine. I just don't think this locker room has great direction. You got a single man at quarterback that could be on the strip, hobnob and wedding crasher style, as opposed to watching film. Does Jimmy G look, unfortunately, like a super all in dot? How do you get a quote from Kyle Shanahan? Something doesn't add up. How do you get a Kyle Shanahan quote? Because they were practicing all week together and playing that he loved Jimmy G at quarterback. And every time he was starting for them, they're in the championship NFC game of the Super Bowl, yet he's off the team. I mean, if he was 40 and 17 as a starter and clearly a winning quarterback, what is the missing ingredient? It can't be his looks. There's got to be another element. Is he seriously committed? I've had this conversation with Colin before. A married guy I will back at quarterback as the leader of your franchise over a single guy all day. Kevin Durant's tweeting faceless avatars in his mid-30s. You don't want to be like that. Jimmy G just doesn't look like a guy I want to hang my hat on outside of a covered up Shanahan, unbelievable coaching team and top five talent roster. I think he falls off this year. I think at the most, they're a seven and 10 team. I got him under, I got him tier three. Let's move it a little faster here. I'm going long winded because I got a lot to say. 
about this conference. Let's get to the AFC North, a riveting division. And I have to tear this team first out of respect. 12 and four, won the division. The Cincinnati Bengals are still the team to beat. Six and one at home, six and three at home on the road, plus 96 point differential. And they still ended. I mean, think about this with a little bit of an AFC championship hangover four and four. They finished the season on an eight game winning streak. I mean, beating the Ravens in the playoffs, beating the bills in Buffalo. You lose to the chiefs by a field goal. Again, I made this metaphor that Patrick Mahomes is driving the Galifianakis car, the minivan to the Super Bowl to Vegas this year, ironically. And Josh Allen is no longer in shotgun. Joey Burrow is riding shotgun with Patty Mahomes. You really rank these teams and you have to put the Bengals ahead of the Bills. The Bengals have beaten the Bills more than the Bills have beaten the Bengals in key spots, period, point blank. Now, did lose a little bit of pieces, nothing too crazy, but Jesse Bates, Von Bell, P. Ryan, Hayden Hurst. This team was still top 10 in defense as far as points against. Joey Burr hurting the calf does concern me. Volume, sports, talent. Make sure to check out his weekly pods with Colin on the Colin Cowherd podcast throughout the season. The only question really of talent on or off is the Joe Mixon thing, offseason legal issues. We'll see what happens. But I love the Cincinnati Bengals. I think this is a team that 11 and a half is highly priced. I think they can get 12 wins. Maybe they go 11 and six, but I got them tier one. I do have an inkling that this team could go all the way, but a lot has to go right in this league for it to go your way. Health included. We gonna, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with Burroughs health. The line week one against the Browns, huge, huge movement. And this division plays the NFC West and the AFC South, part of the over-unders in this division, I believe, are because of who they play outside of the division. Now, everybody beats up on each other. Steelers beat the Browns. Browns beat the Bengals. Bengals split with the Ravens, almost like clockwork. But playing the NFC West, where three teams are, uh, two teams are an abomination. One team maybe wins nine games. AFC South's got two, arguably three teams in a rebuild, unless you want to hang on to a Tannehill once upon a time moment. It's going to be interesting and a lot of winning football in this division, but I still got the Bengals as the cream of the crop. The Ravens, though, I am putting tier one as well. I think the Baltimore Ravens here, and you look at the futures numbers. Bengals are plus 150. Ravens are right after them at plus 210. I think at two to one money, I mean, this team was top three in defensive points against 18.5. Three teams gave up under 20 points. They were one of them on defense. Three teams gave up less than 100 yards rushing. The Ravens were one of them. Third best run D in the league at 92 per. We know this team is like clockwork, a defensive force. Lamar is locked in. Odell is in town. Zay Flowers has been drafted. J.K. Dobbins is back to healthy. There's a lot of positive top three rushing team from last year. If they can just play Ravens football, which is a lot different than a lot of the league, they run the pass, they they involve their rotisserie of running backs, and fantasy-wise, you don't love backing Ravens players, but you can't ignore the coaching, the defense, the culture, and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has been almost devalued because of his lack of playoff numbers. 
well, give him a healthy season. It's been a minute. Give this team the comfort of knowing he's here to stay. That's got to be everything inside that Ravens locker room. They didn't pay Joe Flacco, by the way, until he won the Super Bowl and the MVP, just so we know. This is a team that doesn't like to pay star players often. But when they do, you clearly know they've done their homework. And looking at the rest of the division, I don't have a tier three division, uh, tier three team in this division. I actually believe that this division, you can make a case everyone outside of maybe Pittsburgh can win it. Pittsburgh all talk third. They are tier two for me, nine and eight, third in the division. They were four and four at home, five and four on the road, three and three in the AFC North. And we know about the Mikey Tomlin streak, 16 straight seasons, 16 straight seasons of 500 or better football. You finish down the stretch on a winning streak. Impressive. You put in, by the way, midseason turnover at quarterback. Shout out Jersey, Kenny Pickett, and the home college kid, Joey Porter Jr. on the club. Gotta love that. I look at this offense. I think if Pickett can respect the football, not do anything outside of the norm for a sophomore on campus, I mean, you got Pickens, playmakers everywhere. I think this team with their defense could be a at plus money, interesting value play to make the playoffs. Again, they're in a little bit of a, a growing pain season, but they're tier two out of the respect for their defense. They never are out of a game. You never are looking at a line or looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers against whomever could be the Chiefs at Arrowhead and saying to yourself, they have no shot. The Pittsburgh Steelers always have a shot, and therefore they're tier two. And the Browns, I don't really want to give them any credit here, um, but we have to remind ourselves who Deshaun Watson used to be. Uh, coming off an 11-game suspension, training wheels on the six games to end it. They go three and three down that stretch. Brissett played decent. I mean, four and seven out the gate. But you look at this, this offensive line, top five from last year, looking like they are again. I mean, Nick Chubb's the number one running back, arguably, at just running the football in the league. Kareem Hunt's gone, but you still have Amari Cooper. You still have a couple of pieces. David Njoku coming back. They got some athletes. They got some studs. And if we can try to remember who Deshaun Watson used to be in a dysfunctional organization, you have to remind yourself this team could be interesting value to win it all. I think they could be a 10-win club. I got them at 9-8. and eight making the playoffs around the same number as the Steelers, but I got them tier two. And real quick, because we hit our 30-minute mark, last but not least, we go through the AFC South. Excuse me, last but absolutely least, I misspoke on that. This is clearly the worst division in football. Tier one, tier one has to be the Jaguars. Nine and eight won the division last year. Let me remind you, four and two in the division. They were worst of first. Three-win club with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Three-win club, you bring in Doug Championship Peterson, you're 9-8. and eight. Five and three at home, four and two in the division, got it done. Only one team was plus point differential in the division. It's the Jaguars at plus 54. We remember about the daunting, unbelievable 31-30 wildcard round comeback, third largest ever, down 27-0 with two minutes left in the first half. We know about the prince that was promised. Trevor Lawrence is a dude. Trevor Lawrence making the case that he's already a top seven quarterback in the league, let alone a top five quarterback in the conference. I love that they got a first round tackle. Never glamorous, always valuable. Love that Calvin Ridley's coming back to add to another 
another weapon. Evan Ingram locked up. You have, of course, Christian Kirk. You got Zay Jones. This is a sneaky, sneaky pop out of nowhere, dude. That's going to remind us Calvin Ridley, unreal route runner, sick with its speed. This is their division. I got them at tier one. They have to win the division. They're minus 155. I mean, maybe at tier two here as I go real quick, this Tennessee Titans team has a small shot. They were seven and 10 last year, under 500 at home, under 500 on the road, negative 61 point differential. What I'm trying to understand is where it went wrong because this this team started out seven and three and lost seven straight games. Tannehill, Malik Willis, even Joshua Dobbs got two stars, three different quarterbacks. Derrick Henry is the only consummate professional on offense for them. They finally cave and get DeAndre Hopkins, but he's sitting at an over under a four and a half touchdowns on FanDuel. Why? Because they're 29th in pass attempts. They don't throw the football again. They too are playing PlayStation 2, I-formation, Eddie George back in the day, 4 football, thinking that Mikey Vrabel can run the rock, play defense, win the time of possession, win the turnover battle. I just think Tannehill's done. I really do. Now, Will Levis could be a guy. Malik Willis did look good in bits and spurts there in that sun, a Sunday start, Saturday start against the Bears. This is an interesting team. Now, a lot of revamping. A lot of revamping. Offensive, defensive line specifically. I got them tier two. I think they're, again, a 7-10 and 10 win club. I think finally they look to the future, and this year is what does it for them. Tier threes, last but not least, Chris Berman in two-minute drill with it. I got the Texans and I got the Colts in tier three. They're not going to win their division. They're not going to shock the world, but they are going to get incrementally better. I I saw what Belichick did to CJ Stroud. Again, it was a welcome to the NFL moment. This team was the second worst in the conference, third worst in the NFL in the points, four points against category, minus 131 point differential. Only the Bears had a worse record in the NFL than this team. And at three, two, and one, Three, two, and one in the division. All three wins came from the AFC South. The team and the division shows you where they are. I got them as tier three. I don't think they win seven games. I think they're six and 11. And last but not least, this interesting Anthony Richardson experiment. Guy threw a pick. I don't know if it was a pick six, but a pick to start against Buffalo. They didn't win that game. They were favored in that game. They were the worst in the entire NFL at point differential. You see that Texans number? You raise them a minus 138. One, four, and one in the division. Two, six, and one on the road. Two, and six at home. We remember about Jeff Saturday on a Sunday. I mean, this team, Ursay is one of those dudes. He's like a Richard Branson minus the Richard Branson mind. He's got the lunatic in him. Does he have the business acumen? Gotta be honest. Kind of had a lot of flaws covered up by Mr. 1-8 at quarterback all those years. What have they done in the post Peyton Manning, post Andrew Luck era? I mean, they've done all right. They've done all right. But I mean, this is a team that's had a really number of questionable moves over the years. I don't like getting rid of Frank Reich. I really don't. I think it's a come up for the Panthers. This is an under team, although this is a special specimen at quarterback. Special. Anthony Richardson is a freak athlete. Cam Newton-esque. Can he play situational football with less time in the pocket? The thing that he does have on his side is a top six offensive line and a top five running back. Those two elements can put him in spots, but after Michael Pittman, it's a pack of Skittles at wide receiver to throw to. 
that's going to be a cause for concern. Not a great defense anymore. That's going to be a cause. We'll see what happens. I'm off them. I think they could get seven and 10, but they're at six and a half for a reason. So there you have it. Tier one, tier two, tier three. We zip through the conference. You see who I'm high on. Lot of the cream of the crop from last year. Staying the cream of the crop. The Chiefs will win their division. Get back to the playoffs. The Bills, pending a Christmas with the Aaron Rodgers cranks miracle, will win their division. I absolutely believe the Jags will win their division. The only division that I think could be up for grabs is the Ravens could steal it from the Bengals. A Burrow injury could do it. Maybe Deshaun Watson gets back to his old self. Maybe the Steelers shock the world. That's the only division up for grabs. I think three of them out of four, you know, quarterbacks win games. And I am backing the top quarterbacks in the league. Appreciate you for Paul, for myself, for Volume Sports. Moneyline Monaco, subscribe, rate, review goes a long way. Don't forget to hug your mothers. We'll see you tomorrow. The Volume.